What is up, everybody? This is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 176 of the NeuroEdge podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We are back into the swing of things after I was a little bit under the weather last week. So we are going strong heading into Christmas. Hope you and your families are having an amazing holiday season. As we close out the year, definitely has been a crazy and a little bit strange year. Maybe not for you. I have noticed that myself just in my own life and what seems to be going on in the world today. The name of today's episode is Reducing Emotional Volatility. And this is something that I really thought about because I just read Ray Dalio's new book called The Changing World Order. And it is more or less almost like a history book of economics that kind of traces this hidden architecture and cycles within the financial world that translates into the broader economic world that translates into how wealthy or not wealthy people are and how they enjoy their lives. Ultimately, a lot of how people view their happiness and fulfillment and enjoyment in life relates a lot back to their financial well-being. And it's important to critically understand how these broader economic forces kind of affect everything that's going around us. Now, that being said, a lot of the financial world deals with this volatility. Volatility is a term and even a technical formula variable that is used a lot in the financial world. But what I'm going to talk about today is how we can manage our emotional volatility the same way that a lot of financial risk managers and wealth managers and all these different things manage market volatility. So buckle up, let's get into it. And as always, before I get started, my gratitude goes out 100%, especially in this season of giving that we are entering into. If you are just spending your time, even if it's just listening to this, to make your day better and more improved, I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me that if you got benefit out of this or share it with somebody else to make their day better. So again, I appreciate it. If you like to help, comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. It helps push this in the algorithm and show it to people that are out there that also may benefit from my intellectual stream of consciousness and the ideas I am working through and currently experiencing in my own life. And again, this is not a selfish thing. This is just a project that I use in the platform that I use to synthesize all of the ideas that I learn, study, and experience in my own life and give my take on them. And hopefully you can go out in the world and have a new take on stuff or just use the information I have to make your life better. And if it does that for one person, it means a lot to me as well. So that being said, how do we reduce emotional volatility? So think about volatility A lot of people will call it in the math financial world standard deviation. But it's basically this idea that things are going up and down, up and down. So the market goes up and down. Prices go up and down. All this stuff is volatile. Sometimes volatility is higher than others. So volatility is really a measure of what is going up and what is going down and how drastically it's going up and going down. Now, what does this have to do with our emotions? Well, as humans, we are emotional creatures. I also think there are certain things that go on the world that are outside of our control that will actually influence our emotions, whether we really know it or not. And what I mean by that is there are certain global forces. So whether it's the climate, the moon, 
whether all these different cycles, here's just an example. Let's take the fact that a lot of people are affected by what is called seasonal affective disorder. So during the winter time, like we are here in the United States right now, the sun is further away from us on the planet and we absorb less vitamin D from the sun because it's further away. And when we have less vitamin D, this affects our hormone levels. Little known fact, vitamin D is actually a hormone. It is not a vitamin, quote unquote, but it's a hormone. And when we don't get as much vitamin D from the sun, which is the primary way that our body absorbs it, we feel worse. And we have this thing called, funnily enough, it's named seasonal affective disorder and is abbreviated SAD. And people do get more SAD when they're... The sun is further away and we're not used to getting the vitamin D that we're accustomed to. I also think it's why that people that live in tropical climates more or less seem a little bit more happier overall. That's not going to be the case all the time, but they do seem more happier overall. A lot of times too, I think it's because they're grounded more than people that are in colder climates, meaning that they are in direct contact with Earth. But if you want to check out more info about grounding, you can search the history of my episodes. I got more info on that there. <clears throat> But to go back to the idea of emotional volatility, the point being is that there are sometimes certain things that are going to drive and affect our emotions, whether that's from a physical level like less vitamin D in the wintertime, or it's from economic forces that we can't control. So a lot of people are feeling the squeeze of inflation right now because we are in an inflationary environment. And while the governing bodies, aka the Fed, uh, that quote unquote measure these things won't claim that inflation is really high. I think anybody can go out and see that gas prices are higher, home prices are higher, food prices are higher, basically everything is higher. And that's not necessarily a bad thing if people are making a lot more money. But if you look at real wage increases, people are not necessarily making a lot more money. So again, how does this go back to emotional volatility? Well, we see this price volatility. The idea is that a lot of these things are driving our emotions. And just as we are seeing more price volatility, we might be seeing more emotional volatility at this time. So we may be experiencing more emotional volatility. And I try to keep a pretty good check on my emotions, meaning that I will subjectively measure how I feel about things every day. And this is done through the process of journaling. Pretty cool guy to check out is Rob Deerdeck. Yeah, Rob Deerdeck, the guy from MTV. He's actually like crazy, crazy smart. And he's doing a bunch of podcasts now because he has basically over the last like seven to 10 years, 10 years, like revamped his life to basically run his life like a business. And so a lot of business people are looking at him now to kind of measure these things. But again, back to emotional volatility, he measures his emotional subjective well-being every day. And then he actually inputs that into a computer sheet and then can measure over time how he is controlling his emotions. So the first step in reducing this emotional volatility, if you feel really angry or really upset or really sad or really happy and you're going back and forth in this manic way, what I don't think necessarily it's your fault. It could be from your diet, exercise, or lack thereof, but it may be from a lot of these external forces. And the first key to pinpoint and hone in on this volatility is to begin to measure. So begin to measure how you feel at the beginning of the end of each day. And then what you can do once you start to measure it, even after 30 days, you're going to have a pretty good sample size of, okay, I felt really positive for a week, and then I had a week where I was down. And now I can look back and say, well, why was that? What did I do during that time that caused me to be down? Maybe there wasn't anything you did, but maybe it was one of these external forces. 
that was affecting you. And so you can begin to track and notice this volatility in your life, just like if you were tracking the stock market, you would notice volatility in the stock market. Now, how do we reduce this? Because I think everybody would agree, while being emotional and having emotions is part of a human being, that's part of the human experience, that's why we're not computers or cyborgs or biobots, we have emotions as humans. And we don't necessarily want to eliminate that, but we want to reduce the volatility because reducing volatility in emotions is going to help us to make clearer decisions. So we're going to have a clearer decision-making process if we're not in this state of really high highs and really low lows all the time. And I think in the world that we're in, because so much is affected by technology and we're kind of brainwashed by technology, and then also, too, we're in a world where it's not really, at least in the first world, it's not conducive to the healthiest lifestyle if you are not super conscious of what you're doing. And so that is also going to affect this emotional volatility where some days we feel really good and other days we might feel really tired, sluggish, angry, upset, anxious, you name it. And so the key is one, we begin to track this. And two, when we begin to track it, we start to notice patterns among this volatility. And if you notice what I'm doing, I'm doing the same thing that a wealth manager in the financial markets would do. They begin to track all these patterns around what they see in the market. And so we're going to do the same thing with our emotions. We're going to start to track the emotions that we have and notice patterns within them. And then we're going to say, oh, so now I see what is possibly driving this emotional volatility in my life. And again, the goal is not to eliminate emotions because that would be bad. Obviously, we want to have emotions and experience happiness. I don't think happiness would be as enjoyable without the absence of happiness and having to struggle sometimes. But what we want to do, the goal overall, is to basically minimize the amount of volatility so that we're not like super, super crazy excited, but also not super, super crazy down. We kind of want to be at a flat plane because our decision-making process is going to be a result of the emotional state that we're in at any given time. And if we want to continually over time compound the decisions that we make in a positive manner to get whatever results we want out of life, we're going to have to at least acknowledge this emotional volatility and do what we can to tamp it down and understand that I am going to feel this way, but I don't have to respond and make choices based on that emotion. And again, I don't want this to sound like you should be a really rigid, stiff computer in terms of how you live your life. But I would, which, what I do want you to understand and what I'm really taking away from this book I read by Ray Dalio is that we can't let things sway us in a way too far one way or too far the other. We really want to maintain this homeostasis and balance where we are not driven, at least to the point of making life-affecting and life-changing decisions, from extreme emotional volatility. So what are the steps we can take away with to reduce emotional volatility? One, begin to track it. So actually begin to track your emotions every day. And then two, when you do begin to track it, now we're going to recognize patterns within it. And then once we have those patterns recognized, we're going to make choices based on the patterns that we see and how we want to change those. So maybe you are really upset about something for an extended period of time, which wouldn't be good because that's going to drive your emotions to make negative decisions. So what I'm going to do is track that, look at the patterns within it, and then alter my life based on the patterns that I see that are leading me in the direction that I don't want to go. 
So that is a quick three-step process for reducing emotional volatility. If you think that is something that you may struggle with or need to improve in your life. You may have never even thought of the word emotional volatility today. I know I hadn't really until I read this book by Ray Dalio. And then if you can read his first one too, it's called Principles, which is really good and interesting and kind of talks about a lot of this stuff, at least it applies more to your personal life versus the broader economic world. So <clears throat> that's all I got for today, guys. Let me know your thoughts on this, if this is something that you enjoy. This was a topic I was thinking about, so hopefully it was helpful for you. Uh, but if you don't, let me know. If you want me to talk about health, uh, finances, anything else, history. Uh, I've studied a bunch of stuff. So let me know what you think, and uh, I'd love to hear your guys' feedback, and I'll talk to you again next time. Peace.